Welcome. Welcome to the Money Mentors Podcast. Here with your money mentors, Gary Matson and Laurel Stewart this week. I'm Jennifer Perry. And this podcast is for you. So if you have a retirement question you'd like us to address, reach out to us online anytime at matsonfinancial.com. The Wall Street Journal, Gary and Laurel, says it's becoming harder for retirees to leave their retirement savings to their grandkids without sticking them with a big tax bill. So uh, in your opinion, what are the best ways to pass on these types of accounts then to make sure that, hey, our kids, our grandkids aren't stuck paying a big chunk of it to the IRS? We've worked on this for years, but it's always been our faction or our reasoning is that taxes need to be paid, but you shouldn't pay taxes you don't owe. Right. Now that sounds reasonable. So just like the thing we know when it comes to stocks is that we want to buy low and sell high. But a lot of people do it the wrong way, and that is they get emotional, they get fearful, and so they're going to sell low and buy high. Oh, I'm not in the market. I need to get in. It's taking off without me after several years of gain. And then 2008 happens and it crashes. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, this never works out for me. Well, that's because the plan you have isn't being followed or you don't have a plan. So just like this, when we come up to the IRA that you're gifting, there's several things we look at. One is that, don't forget, it's 10 years. So depending upon the size of the account, it may be a great way to take the money in the IRA, then every year take some money out of that IRA. You're being taxed on it, don't forget. But maybe you can then contribute to your own IRA, as long as you have W-2 income, meaning you're getting paid by somebody and they're taking taxes out, and then that will negate the taxes. That's one thing that could possibly happen. Maybe a better thing to do is that you pay the taxes now, and so your children and grandchildren will never pay tax. We've seen that lately, and, and as Laurel likes to talk about it, you know, like when she's in her 50s and maybe early 60s, more than likely I'm not going to be around. At that point in time, when we pass on our estate, she's going to be in the highest money-earning career time frame in her life. So now she's taking money out of an IRA, paying taxes on it in her highest tax form or position of her life. And terrifyingly enough, thinking about when I'm 50 years old, what if those tax rates are 40%? Right. Or 50%. Yeah. Right. And that's that's what I think is the bigger concern is if you don't do anything about it now and you don't have a plan and you think my kids or grandkids will take care of it then, while that might be true, what is the positioning you're going to end up putting them in, right? There's so much to be in the dark of to know what's going to happen when I'm 50 with taxes. So let's take care of it now, perhaps, especially when we're in these years with the Trump administration before it sunsets by the end of 2025. So it's really nice to look at that now while you're alive and well, can figure things out. And some of the things we do, again, is this is one of my most fun one is that we actually gift money to the children and they put it into the Roth IRA right now because they're living a life. They've got money they're doing things with. They don't need your money, but you can do some gifting now to help add that retirement and they can pass it on to their grandchildren tax-free as well. So again, looking at it from those types of ways of move on wealth to other generations is exactly what we do starting day one. You know, for a lot of grandparents, maybe that is their goal. They want to leave something behind. For others, though, it could be quite the opposite. In fact, here's an interesting question posed by a Market Watch reader recently. And I'm wondering how you would answer this one. Mm. So the man says he and his wife are retired already. They have no children and they have total assets over $2 million. Now, since they don't have kids, 
they would like to spend every dollar for themselves since they have no one to leave anything behind to in the end. And since none of us knows exactly how long we'll live here, I don't know, how would you help them calculate how much they can safely spend each year? Because again, I think you probably have still some of the nagging what ifs in the back of your mind here. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, because this is the one that we actually have clients say this and we Mm -hmm. actually ask them, say, is this you? I want all my money to be gone. In fact, if I can have the check to the funeral home for the flowers bounce, perfect. (laughs) At the right time, we've ran out of money. Yep. (laughs) And that's what it is. It's about, you know, there's some guesswork there, if you want to call it that, that we know that certain gene pools are going to have certain things. So we look at mom and dad, sister and brothers, and see what the ages are and those type of things. But it's really about, when you think about it, my mom's 99 years old. She's never going to run out of money But she's in what we call the no-go stage. So she stays home. She gets her hair done. She does some basic things. But she's not spending even close to her required minimum distributions that have to be taken out. So we look at it from the standpoint saying, okay, if you're at this age, when are you going to slow down? Are you in your 80s? Well, my mom was still going strong at age 85, still driving and doing things. So it's more or less that we look at it and say, okay, if your family is this situation where you don't have anybody living past 83, well, we should probably live to age 85 or 88. After that, if you have people living extended time, you really want to make sure you have enough money to meet your critical income need. And then the basic things you're going to want when you're not traveling and doing things, you're around family. So making sure you have the availability to have those people come in and out of your life so you can stay in your home or you can have things done around the house that you don't want to do, mow the lawn, paint, and those type of things. So it's never going to be where you have zero dollars. It's that you're going to use it to enjoy the things while you're alive and well. And as things come along life's way, when you're not live and not as well, you have care going for you. It's interesting to hear you talk about your mom in particular. I was just thinking, Gary, you know, it's been almost 10 years since I joined you and Laurel here on the radio show, right? Yeah. so crazy. And and 10 years ago, I remember the conversation about your mom. You know, she was still kind of in those go-go years, quite frankly, even in her 80s. And and this was a big concern of hers is, you know, hey, I, I want to enjoy my life. She enjoyed her life in Florida for a number of years. But it sounds like you've almost set up the perfect kind of plan for what she needed along the way, knowing that she could live a very long life. Yeah, she would blackmail us kids to go on cruises with her. (laughs) Blackmail you? Yeah, she'd say, I'm I'm, I'm going to live one last year, basically. (laughs) This is going to be my last cruise, so you guys want to see me, you ought to go on the cruise. cruise. (laughs) This is my last cruise. And she said that for seven years in a row. But we went on every single one of them. Yes, we did. It's been great. And we never, never looked back. And that's what's really, really wonderful is that she had the opportunity of money to do that. She had the health, and then she had the family. So, I mean, it was a perfect scenario for her, but it had a lot of people around her that helped make that happen. And that also comes back to the standpoint of grandma's dreams, goals, and desires. For her, obviously, it was traveling with family. Also to make sure she had shoes and her favorite (laughs) Michael Kors outfit, you know, those types of things. But that's how we work with a plan, you know, especially with this case with $2 million saved, you know, with their hard-earned money, but no children to dedicate those dollars to and they want to spend them. We talk about how they want to spend it. What are those things that they enjoy doing? We're going to run some numbers, put in Social Security, talk about Medicare, all these things that really make that plan rounded out. And we give it to them in a report so they can see it in black and white and have that conversation. But remember, 
every financial plan you have should be reviewed annually and there probably are changes along the way so you got to be yeah. flexible yeah, we had a lovely lady come to us, and, and her husband had passed, and she got married when she was 15. And wow. she was you know, married to a husband that had a dairy farm. And after he passed, she sold the herd, and she had $750,000. And I still remember it as it's today. She walked in and said, I'm going to be spending every dollar of this. I'm just letting you know. Wow. And she said, this is the things I want to do. Talked about dreams, goals, and desires. And that's why she came in. She said, these are the things I want to do. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, I just need one or two of your children to come in. She said, okay. She went outside, got Ron and Terry, because they were out there. She knew we were going to do this. Anyway, she brought them in and said, this is what mom wants to do. We're going to set this up. We just want to make sure you're comfortable with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no problem. So after she passed, several years later, and left in the account was $14,000. Her funeral was twelve. And seven kids sat around wondering how they're going to split the $2,100 oh, wow. <laughs> left in her investment account. Plus, are you ready for this? $750,000 of farm real estate. So they had just enough money to be just fine. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.